Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. From the desk of Mayor Barbara, the Fritz Braskin. Today is the last day you're allowed to have a Christmas tree in your home. Anyone seen with a Christmas tree after today will be given a $50 fine for each day they have it. Additionally, there will be a town-wide blood drive this Friday at the public library. In lieu of cookies, haircuts will be provided free of charge to those who ask. From Absolutely Productions, this is Branchburg with Brendan and Corey. Officer 726 responding to silent alarm activation at PNC Bank. The threat has been neutralized. I repeat, the threat has been neutralized. I found it! Oh, wait, no, that's my That didn't go well. I seem to have difficulty connecting with others. Perhaps it's due to the fact that I get into an argument with every child I interact with. Maybe it stems from whenever I converse with adults, I use tickling as an expression of agreement. When loved ones sit me down to calmly explain why this is inappropriate, I lash out and bite them. Or perhaps it's because whenever I make love, I get distracted and begin pretending that I'm an airplane. I just can't help but make the sounds. It is hard finding common ground with people. Whenever I get into a disagreement with someone, I bend down and try to tie their shoes together. But I try to do nice things, like hold doors for people and insist they enter before me, despite it not being their destination at all. When they politely decline, I sprint past them, heading towards the next available door to open. Many people just don't give me a chance. Maybe because it's taken years of physical therapy to get me to walk upright, instead of crouching very low to the ground and swinging my arms back and forth as I walk. And despite that therapy, I've recently returned to my preferred stance. Or perhaps it's because if I go somewhere and forget my wallet, I immediately blame the first person I make eye contact with. Very few people choose to spend time with me, Perhaps it's because it always takes me three hours to eat any given meal, and any time there's a moment of silence, I try to fill it by humming the ants go marching. I guess I'm just not good in public spaces. 
When I was married, my wife would have to be the one to go to the grocery store, because whenever I'm in any line, I just begin pushing the person in front of me. And whenever I don't do that, I'm stomping my foot up and down impatiently, like a bull ready to charge. But I am trying to improve in getting along with others. I've trained myself to blush on command, a skill I overuse greatly. But by all accounts, I live a pretty functional life, minus a few aspects that need improvement. Like the fact that all my dreams take place in Tokyo, despite never visiting there once. I guess what I'm saying is, despite having my flaws, I'm worth it. I'm worth it. It's the first day of deer hunting season, and you walk into the woods with a rifle over your shoulder and a thermos of coffee in your hand. It's barely sunrise, yet the forest is full of your fellow hunters. You nod to them. They nod back. It's the kind of mutual respect that only two men holding guns can have for one another. You continue to walk, and soon there's only yourself left to nod at. About two miles into the woods is your tree stand, the one you and your father built all those years ago. He passed a while back, under mysterious circumstances, but you still remember everything he taught you about hunting deer. You take your spot in the tree, and soon, hours have passed. You stay perfectly still the whole time, only breaking your stillness to sip your coffee. With every sip, you burn your tongue, but you know better than to scream. Hunting deer is about patience, but it's also about silence. Patience and silence. Your father taught you that. More hours pass. It begins to get dark, and you wonder if maybe today just isn't your day. You decide to call it and take one final sip of your coffee before heading out. But just as you take that final sip, as if on cue, a deer appears. It's a buck. Seven-pointer. Fifty yards out. You smile. You carefully line up your shot, One false move could undo the entire day and send the deer running. You look through your scope. Up close, the animal appears even more majestic. You'll only get one shot at it, so you slow your breathing to not alter the trajectory of the bullet. Some find hunting barbaric, but surely even they could appreciate a moment like this. You're all lined up. It's time. You count backwards from three, the way your father did. Three. Two. One. But just as you're about to pull the trigger, something runs into the crosshairs. It's a group of 12 boys, all wearing Boy Scout uniforms. They can't be much older than eight, maybe nine. Before you can realize what's happening, they swarm the deer you are about to shoot and capture it in a big net. The deer desperately tries to escape, thrashing with all of its limbs, but the children move far too quickly and efficiently. You then notice that one of the boys is smiling directly at you. It's a jarring smile, as the boy possesses an uncanny ability to brandish all of his teeth at once. How did he know you were here? But before you can say anything, he turns away, and he and his group carry the live deer on their backs deep into the forest. They move like a group of ants carrying a large breadcrumb. In all, this whole process took them no more than 30 seconds. You slowly put your rifle down. Your father never prepared you for this. 
Was this how he died? Your heart is beating a million miles a second, and you think you're about to pass out. You finally take a few deep breaths, climb down from the tree, and walk out of the woods. You pass one of your fellow hunters on the way, and you try to tell him what you saw, but you can't even begin to formulate the words. It's too raw. No head nods are exchanged. You sit inside your car without moving for at least an hour. The event replays in your head over and over, and when you finally do restart the car, you've reached the conclusion that you hope to never see another child for as long as you live. You drive home like a zombie. When you finally arrive, your wife greets you at the door. She hugs you and tells you she has incredible news. She's pregnant. She's so excited that she begins crying. The two of you had been trying to have kids for the better part of three years, but all you can do now is wince. You quickly try to recalibrate and match her enthusiasm, but the image of twelve small boys carrying away a live, fully conscious deer in a net, the animal flailing around on its back, its legs kicking in the air, can't leave your mind. At least not now. Thankfully, she doesn't seem to notice. You can't let her know what you saw. Or can you? Should you? You decide to address it in the morning and go to sleep. You have a dream where the Boy Scouts capture you in a big net, and the one who smiled at you earlier now wears a shirt that says, My Child. You wake up in a cold sweat. You know you won't be able to fall back asleep, so you walk outside to get the newspaper. The top headline that day is, Boy Scout Troop 191 Captures Deer. In the photograph, the boys you saw in the woods are posed next to your town's assemblyman. The deer lies in front of them, and it's unclear if the deer is alive or dead. But no one in the picture seems to care. You recognize the boy who smiled at you, his smile still recognizable through the grainy, low-quality resolution of a local paper's printer. You stare at the photo for a while. Finally, you smile. What an honor, you think to yourself. I'd be thrilled if my child could meet an assemblyman. Hey, man, how you been? Good to see you. Oh, that's good. Me? Yeah. I gotta wear this orthopedic boot. Broke it skiing, so. My doctor also prescribed me to wear these jumbo-sized pants, so that way my body proportions stay consistent. He doesn't want me drawing attention to the boot. So, yeah, it's just these pants, and there's a little fan inside to keep them inflated. This extra puffy jacket, that's just down, and, uh... Oh, well, this is a wig. Gotta keep the head size consistent, too. There's a few face prosthetics, so... That's a lot to get into, but... Usually do about two, three hours of prosthetics in the morning. Showering is pretty tough, but, uh... Should be getting the boot off in about six weeks, though, so... Uh, maybe I'll keep the wig... No, definitely not. Um, I wouldn't do that. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, great seeing you, man. Hey, uh, mind if I see? Oh, yeah. Uh, go right ahead. Thanks. 
Parkshire is packed today. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess uh, some kid got stuck in a slide, so everyone's coming by to take a look. Oh, okay. That's why people are leaving flowers and candles around. Can I ask you a question? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, just for uh, stranger to stranger, what do you think of my new haircut? Oh, um, yeah, it looks nice. Uh, where'd you get it? Oh, thanks. And, uh, nowhere. I actually did it myself. <laughs> wow, you do your own hair? Yeah. I mean, I don't really get along too well with many of the barbers in town. So. Ooh, yes, yes, I hear that. You know, I once, uh, threw up from looking at one of the barbershop pulls too long and kind of once word spread around, I was pretty much blackballed from every barbershop, salon, whatever in town. Oh, jeez, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I have to go, like, three towns away now if I want to get my hair cut. It's, like, a total hassle. I got banned from a barbershop once. Started brushing my teeth while I got a haircut, and my barber yelled at me when I said I needed to spit. They have a sink right there. Well, exactly, that's what I said. And I said, you've got a sink right there, so let me spit in it. But they don't want you to spit in that sink. Well, where the hell are you supposed to spit? I don't know. I guess nowhere. Well, you're lucky you can trim your hair yourself. I could never do that. I just don't have the hands. I'm sorry, did you say uh, trim my hair? Yeah. Uh, didn't you say you got a haircut? Yeah. All right. Uh, what's the confusion? <laughs> well, I didn't trim any hair. What? Uh, then why'd you say you got a haircut? Oh, I did. I just didn't take any hair off during my haircut, though. Just sprayed some water on it. What are you talking about? You, you just have wet hair now. That's not a haircut. Why isn't it? It's called a haircut. It's in the goddamn name. You have to have hair cut off for it to count. Oh, you sound just like my old barber. A real fascist freak. I am not a fascist freak. Oh, yes, you are. My barber would do the same thing. He would ask, what kind of haircut do you want today? I'd say, wet hair today, please. And he'd say, no, no, we're not doing that. That's not a haircut. I'd say, yes, it is. That other guy left with wet hair, and he'd say, well, I trimmed that hair. And I'd say, well, I just want wet hair. Hold the trim. That should be an easier job. And he'd say, you're really pissing me off with this. And I'd say, okay, well, where can I spit? And then he kicked me out and banned me. Wet hair doesn't count as a haircut. Yes, it does. You have a new hairstyle when you do it, don't you? Sure, but wet is not a style. Wet is a style. Anyways, I'm not sure I like my new haircut. You're a moron! Oh, why don't you shut up? I wish you were jammed in that slide. I wish I was, too. I wouldn't have to hear you. I'd just hear people talk about, oh, how much they want to save me from the slide. Oh, please, you're delusional. No one would want to save you. Shut up. Sure they would, because if I'm stuck in there, that means their kids can't use it. They would just build another slide so you could stay stuck in there. As long as I'm nowhere near you, that is fine with me. Don't worry, all these people around, I'd slug you in the head. Give you a real haircut with my fist, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you'd have to eat a tube for the rest of your life. Don't you mean out of a tube? I don't know. Regardless, if I slug you, there are going to be tubes in your future. Well, if I slugged you, you'd become a vegetable. You would need a fucking vacuum to poop. Oh, no, I wouldn't. I'd poop just fine. That's where you're wrong. You'd poop like a slug. You're wrong. I'd poop healthy like a horse. Hey, that kid popped out of the slide. Oh. Better go congratulate him. Yeah, all right. Power went out last night, so I called JCPNL this morning, and they sent one of their guys over to take a look at the power lines outside my house. But uh, I guess his ladder fell down. Now he's stuck at the top of the pole. Help! Help! 
So I called the fire department to rescue him, and, well, I mean, I thought that would be the end of it, but then the fireman who showed up got stuck at the top of his ladder. Ah, I guess the guy's afraid of heights, and when he looked down, and... I, I don't know. He says he's staying put until help comes, but when I called the fire department, they said they aren't sending anyone to get him so he can finally get over his fear. Tough love, I guess. So now there's these two guys stuck in front of my house, yelling and yelling. Oh, and I I guess the local news heard about all this, so they sent a reporter, and, well, she crashed her van right into the utility pole, and now she's stuck inside her car. I think her door is jammed or something. That's not really the same thing as the other two, but... uh, Well, it kind of is. Her hitting the pole actually made my power come back on, so that was good. Didn't knock the JCPNL guy down, though. I got company coming over later. I'm actually hosting a baby shower. So, yeah, I I hope this whole situation kind of figures itself out by then. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to This is Branchburg with Brendan and Corey. They'll be glad you did. <laughs>